Hi, I'm Emily Trotter, and you're listening to Bible Talk on the Nothing But Fine Network. When I was a little girl, my grandfather, who was a gospel singer, always said he was nothing but fine when someone asked him how he was. My hope is that within our studies of God's Word, you will be reminded that through hard seasons and unforeseen circumstances, we can find contentment because God is in control and life is nothing but fine. Hi. So glad you're here. So glad to be with you again. Um, Let me ask you a question. Is there anything worse than having to practice what you preach? Hmm. I said this to myself this morning. (laughs) I mean, to... I mean, it, yeah, it's great. Yeah. To, to, to have your beliefs and what, and what you know and, and, and have the things that you do and then to have to actually put those things into practice. Um, even when it's really hard or frustrating or you're mad about it, I'm having that kind of, I, and the Lord and I do this often. <laughs> Not often, I guess I shouldn't say often. Um, but we have this, this thing and, it, and it's all concerning, um, my child's healing, Bo Trotter's healing, uh, and I don't think he'll mind if I talk about it. Uh, I, and then some people will go, oh, well, then you shouldn't. But yeah, it's too late. I've already talked about it too much, so I'm going to share it. I know that I know that I know that I know that the Lord healed him, right? And um, and he promised me that he was going to. He promised me that Bo would live and that he would be fine and that he would be successful and that he would be, you know, that he would be get married and have children. So I know all of those things are coming for him, right? Um, and that was when Bo was two. That was on the day of diagnosis, the day that they said it's a brain tumor and it's malignant. That was August 25th, um, 2006. Now, he was two. Bo is now 20. <laughs> and you think, okay, great. My child is healed from brain cancer. That's great. It can only go up from here. And that's not exactly true. I mean, yes, everything after that is just icing on the cake, right? Because he's lived and he's healthy and he he does. But there are still some complications and some long-lasting, you know, um, side effects, right? So, and in the meantime, I mean, over the years, I've I've had to say, God, you said, you said that you, that he was going to be fine. And in several years ago, it was uh, before COVID. So at least I think maybe five or six years ago, the Lord just, as I was just going on and on and on while I was in the car, I was so upset about something. And I was like, I just heard the Lord say so clearly, he is fine. <laughs> It's fine, Emily. He's fine. But you said he was going to be. How do you know? You don't know. Number one, you don't know what I'm. You don't know exactly my level of what that means. And and you don't know when I didn't give you a timeline on when that was going to happen. And so from then on, I still go, oh, God, you said. And it's like he's like, wait. Wait. So I can say all these things and say, oh, just wait upon the Lord. You're going to go through persecutions, you know, all these things that we've talked about uh, on Bible Talk over the many episodes that I've done. All these things that I try to encourage you, I have to, turns out, practice what I preach. 
I have to, to actually wait and rely upon the Lord. Because I don't, I'm not privy to the finite little minute details. I'm not, I'm not in that. I was given the picture of what was going to be. And, and I was given my son who got to live. And yes, there are things among that that I go, well, what makes, what, why us? Why did ours survive while others don't? I, I get that. But so, but I was having to really talk to myself this morning saying, Emily, it, it's, really stinks to have to practice what you preach, sis. (laughs) I had to have a stern talking to you to myself. You have to practice what you preach. And that's frustrating sometimes. I I, I mean, it's easy to do that when you are (sighs) not that. When you're not having to practice it, it's easy to say all the grand statements, right? So is there anything worse than practicing what you preach? Yes, I know that there are, but I mean, this is difficult, right? And so I I was thinking, and oddly enough, because the Holy Spirit is what Holy Spirit is, and everything kind of layers on and connects and fits together, right? So I was thinking, I've been really meditating on tares among the wheat in um, Matthew 13. And it's twenty four, verse 24 through um, 30, and then it jumps down, and then he speaks a couple other parables. And then and um, they're not really parables, they're just little examples, I guess, about a mustard seed and the leaven. And we all know about mustard seed, the teeny tiny mustard seed, having faith that small. See, again, practicing what you preach, have that teeny tiny mustard seed. And when you plant it, it, oh, a mustard tree is huge and just sprawls and spreads. It's gigantic. Um, and then also the leavening, when you work it in, when you work in yeast into a bre- into bread dough, what does it do? It causes it to rise. And so uh, if it's good dough, that's what happens. Okay. But the tares among the wheat here, here's the story. Here's the parable he gives. Jesus presented another parable to them saying, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who has sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went away. And when when the wheat sprouted and bore grain, then the tares became evident also. The slaves of the landowner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seeds in your field? How then does it have tares? And he said to them, An enemy has done this. The slaves said to him, Do you want us then to go and gather them up? But he said, No, for while you are gathering up the tares, you may uproot the wheat with them. Allow both to grow together until the harvest. And in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, First gather up the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them up, but gather the wheat into my barn. Then it skips down into verse 36. And here's again, I love that the the disciples are like, What did that mean again? So they say, Uh, They left and they went into the house and his disciples came to him and said, explain to us the parable of the tares of the field. We don't get it. And he said, the one who who sows the good seed is the son of man. So that's Jesus. Jesus is out here sowing good seed, right? And the field is the world. 
And as for the good seed, these are the sons of the kingdom and the tares are the sons of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil and the harvest is the end of the age and the reapers are angels. So just as the tares are gathered up and burned with fire, so shall it be at the end of the age. The son of man will send forth his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all stumbling blocks and those who commit lawlessness and will throw them into the furnace of fire. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who has ears? Let him hear. So that's the parable that that Jesus was speaking, the tares and the wheat. And so I got to thinking about it. And it it seems first, my first thought process in looking at this and, and meditating on it was, well, we, you gotta, there's going to be things, right? I mean, and they broke, and it's just hard to tell. I mean, it was hard to tell until it was time to harvest them. It was, it was, I'm not harvest it, before they, but as it started to, to sprout the, the grains as it was growing. So all this time getting taller and taller and taller and you look out and you're like, Oh gosh, it's this crop is taking off. And so, and it was hard to tell the difference. Until what? The fruit, if you will. Good seeds bear good fruit. Ha 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 ha. Here's that theme that we've seen over and over in Matthew and really throughout the whole New Testament. But you look out and you think everything's going great. But among, among further inspection, you see, wait a minute. Half of these aren't even wheat stalks. Half of these are weeds. Uh, how did this happen? And because you can't disrupt, like like the 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 farmer said, you can't disrupt. If you tear out the tears now, you're going to uproot the root system of the good stalks, and then we'll have nothing. So we just have to let it grow. And then I thought about in 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 today this morning as I was thinking about, oh, it's awful to have to practice what you preach. I was thinking about, yeah, there are tares amongst us who are growing in the same soil that we are, that are distracting us, that are pulling us in different directions, that are telling us, you know, one thing and and telling you, no, 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 you can't, do, you shouldn't do that. You should do this. You, you know, you need to be, you know. Do better, be better, get more. Hustle, 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 get the, and there's nothing wrong with the hustling and there's nothing wrong with earning and making more and, and having success. There's nothing wrong with that, but there are so many tears that distract us from doing what is good and what is right. And it's not always easy to tell that those sources are actually just an old weed that's going to be burned up. So you, God, it's hard. (laughs) It's really hard. You have to practice what you preach. You have to go with what you know. You have to rely on the, the sower who is sowing good seeds. 
you have to rely on the fact that there is good and that the thing that you are being told, what you know in deep within your little seed self, as it is starting to grow and to bloom, you know that you have to nurture it and water it and keep following, for lack of a better word, the rules of growing. But here's the thing, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that just because you're following the rules of growing and you're doing, you're in good soil, you, you're getting the right amount of, of light, you are on a good watering schedule, you're, you're feeding it, you know, giving it, you know, a little boost when you need to, that, that doesn't mean that, that calamity isn't going to happen. That doesn't mean that it's going to be, we're all growing up, we're all going to be tall and straight and just very fruitful. Sometimes you got a leaf that withers and dies and falls off. Sometimes, even though you think you're doing it right, you've got a leaf that starts to get a little brown and yellow around the, around the edges. Even though you're doing all the things that are right. Even though if you ask and say, hey, what's this about? If you're trying to diagnose it, it's like you, you've messed up. You've done something wrong. You've given it too much light. No, I have not. You've watered it too much. No, I'm going by the prescribed amount. Well, you must have done something wrong. That's why it's screwed up. No. It's just like that. What is it? It just be that way sometimes. And in those moments, you have to practice what you preach. You have to go back to to what you know, to what you believe. You have to go back to that. The other thing is, We feel like even if we are a child of God, even if you're a stalk of wheat that's tall and doing and you're surrounded by tares, they cannot make you a tear. You will always be a stalk of wheat. You're always, you can't, you can't. And that same Vain, if you are a child of God, you are a child of God. Even if you get things wrong. Even if the worst happens. No matter what the tares are going to tell you, you're still a child of God. You have to practice what you preach. That's the only way that we'll make it. First, you got to be a child of God. <laughs> well, don't don't skip that part. And then once you are, once you accept and believe and have faith, and you're nurturing, and gr- then you have to practice it. You can't abandon it. When things get tough, practice what you preach. Jesus loves you.